For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bear exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com So you want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, 6 to 8, on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone. Get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9, with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. After work and take a seat at Asiento, a great place to meet friends, have delicious tapas and drinks, and relax with your neighbors. Located at Bryant 21st Street in the Deep Mission, Kitty Corner Block from Mutiny Radio. Come and get a drink during the comedy festival and enjoy happy hour pricing all night long with your festival ticket. A great neighborhood bar. Come take a seat at Asiento. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at Mutiny Radio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Excitement! The excitement is so palpable. Everyone can feel it here at Mutiny Radio. Do you feel the excitement inside? I feel it. I am feeling the excitement. Do you feel the excitement? I feel it. I can feel it. I feel. Ah! Oh, it's eight o'clock. It's time for Pam Tassis Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. I would not normally slur on the first three words I would say, but I just came back from Good Times at the Grotto and they had free wine. And that is a thing that I should never... If you give me a wine buffet, I am ruined. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
there was a thing let's let's talk about history let's go back let's go back i don't know if you guys you guys probably weren't legal at this time but let's remember 2006 who was 21 in 2006 a couple people in this room yes well there was a place in san diego called the wine bank and from five to seven every friday they had a happy hour where it cost ten dollars and it was unlimited wine okay let's put pam benjamin in front of a wine buffet what is going to happen what is going to happen with the wine buffet i am going to try every wine but back then i used to have oh you know license so it would be oh how many wines can i try in two hours and we're in 20 minutes where can we get to somewhere where i don't have to leave that place because I have about 20 minutes of driving time before I'm going to throw up on the cars. I mean, just fine. Nobody else ever drove drunk. Anyone else have DUIs in the house? Yay! If you're a disappointment to your parents, raise your hand. Yeah, yeah, all right. Got my first DUI at 32. That was cool. Yeah, my parents have been disappointed. No, actually, my parents were really, they thought I was doing everything great until I got my DUI. It's because I hated my husband. Yay! Anybody else been through divorce? Yay! So awesome. I got married and I contracted my first STD. No, that's sexually transmitted debt. That's what you get from getting married. Yay! Especially in the United States because all these kids these days, they've all been raised by single moms and they think they are entitled to everything. I'm sorry. Um, no, it's true. Like, uh, what's wrong with the millennials? Well, their mom loved them too much. And so they don't understand that they're not fucking special. <laughs> they're not special at all. Their cum state doesn't taste any more special than other cum. It's fine. Like there is nothing. Oh, I ate. I had. I had uh, pineapple for two days. Fuck you. You didn't do shit. You are lazy as fuck. My cat is better than you. He doesn't pay rent either. But at least he's fluffy and keeps me warm. You know what I mean? I. My boyfriend is amazing and I love him so much. But we're both alcoholics. So in the morning, the the morning is rough, right? So when I just want him to take his stupid flaccid hand and put it on my lower back when I masturbate so I can feel loved, do you know what the... Okay, so he won't do it because he's sleeping. I don't want to bother his sleep. But you know who will do that? My cat. My cat will take his amazing soft, soft paw and he will put that on my lower back. When I masturbate, it's so soft. Do you know how soft a cat's paw is? Guys, gotta get into it. Okay, so soft, soft cat paw, and just before I'm gonna come, he puts his little claws out. <laughs> just so I know who's boss. Anybody else not have a friend that lives with him that doesn't pay rent? That's my cat. He's my best friend, doesn't pay rent, doesn't do the dishes, just like my boyfriend. <laughs> You know, two dishes, it's fine. Takes the garbage out, though, that's good. The cat, the, and the cat poo is in the garbage, so it's cycle of life.
What I'm saying is I love my cat. I love my boyfriend too. They're both great. My cat and my boyfriend are both men and both amazing. One is fluffier than the other. Like I like to touch my boyfriend's chest hair and I like to like kind of like knead it like like a cat. Anyone else want to be a cat? Anybody else pretending to be a cat from another dimension? Yes, you are. Yeah. What I think is that everyone just needs to bow to their alien overlords, the cat, with just one paw, just like the Chinese. Like, they know what the fuck is up, right? And the, all the Asians, they do this with the cats. I'm in. I'm like, anyone else's cat high five with them? No, just me? I'm the only one that's taught my cat to high five? Fuck yeah, I got taught my cat to high five before I give him sour cream or vanilla yogurt or raw eggs, I say, let's high five, motherfuckers. Get that. <laughs> no one else talks to other animals. No one talks to cats? None of you talk to cats. Sometimes talk to cats. Are you high when you talk to cats? Depends. I'm high all the time, so I'm constantly talking to cats. I'm walking down the street going like, hey, kitty, kitty, what's up? I got, like, some cheese in my bag. Let's, let's be friends. I love cats. I'm a crazy cat lady, but not in the way you think. Like, I want to take my cat, and I want to shave him. And then I want to knit a sweater out of his fur. And then I want to make him wear it. <laughs> he's my cat. He's my buddy. I want to take it even farther, because I have a very small apartment. It's like 400 square feet, and I don't clean it very often. But I do this thing where I, like... I take my shoes, I don't want to fuck with this rug, but I, I take my shoes and I do this, and I pick up my own hair, <laughs> and I want to take my own hair and weave it into a leash, and then I want to walk my cat on the street. <laughs> Nobody else wants to walk their cat. I'm saying, when my cat, may Spike never die, may he live forever in all of the cosmos, but when he meets his mortal coil, my next cat is going to be a parrot cat. You're like, what does that mean? He's going to live on my shoulder. He's going to shit in the back of my hoodie. Do you get it? I'm going to put like a little bit of kitty litter in the back of my hoodie. I'm going to have a cat living on my shoulder. I'm going to be the crazy cat lady you all want. That's the Maybe Netflix will give me a special. And it'll be like me and a cat and my own hair keeping it on my body. Oh, boy. We have a really exciting show tonight. Hey, has anybody ever quit anything before? Yeah, yeah you quit. Your, what did you quit? Your job. Fuck, yeah, you quit your job. Fuck your job. Did you ever go back? No. Did you stay in the same field? Are you, can I guess, you're a social worker? No. <laughs> you don't deal with fucked up people. No, you do deal with fucked up people. You're a barista. Oh, you're a dog walker. That's so great. You talk to animals. How awesome. No, everyone talks to their animals anyways. They're like, hey, kitten, how are you doing? And it's a dog named Kitten. And you're like, fuck you. Of course they're all fucked up, these poor dogs. You take seven of them out at a time. You're like, can we all get along, motherfuckers? You, got, you have a huge conversation without even saying anything, just with your eyes and your mind. Yeah. Are you going to be okay? 
Okay, good. I was just wondering if you were autistic. Like, you wouldn't... No, no, because, uh, I mean, if... Uh, I'm sorry. I deal with autistic children all the time, and they love trains. You know what I mean? It's fine. They can tell you whatever time the 27 is coming. Uh, anybody else, like, really feel like they quit something? They've never gone back to it? Smoking? No, I smoke all the time. Smoking fine. Here's a thing. Now, at these shows... We have a thing. Now, if anybody has a problem with it, they can completely say they have a problem with it. And we will not fault you. But if everybody says it's okay, then it's okay. Are we all okay to smoke pot inside tonight? Yes. Now, I hear a lot of woos, but what I'm saying is if there's any person here, and we're not going to make fun of you, we're not going to be mean. Do you have a problem with it? Okay, he doesn't. Does anyone have a problem with us smoking pot inside? You can say it, because now's the time to say it. Do you have a problem? No, no, no. It's okay. I mean, if it's, if it's a problem, it's okay. Okay, okay. So then nobody said it was a problem. So we're going to go with it's not a problem. So if people want to smoke pot inside, this is not a problem. Everybody smoke pot inside. Yay! Vaporizers, whatever you want. It's fine. I just like to ask for consent on, like, literally, con this is like real consent. And if anyone doesn't want to consent, this is your time. I'm just really trying to have a not me situation later at Mutiny Radio. You know what I mean? Like, oh, neither, neither, bitty. Everybody's smoking pot and I feel like I couldn't. Okay, okay, everybody's fine. Yay. I'm sorry. I uh, The Me Too thing freaks me out because I'm a feminist, but I'm like, the casting couch was a thing that existed in the 70s. Am I right? Like, it was, a, does everybody, everyone knows what casting couch means, right? Right, and now me too. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's existed for years. We've all known that girls have had to suck dick to get parts in... I'm just saying, girls have had to suck dick to get parts in Hollywood for this many years. It's called a casting couch since 78. But suddenly, me too. I'm like... I'm so glad that we're finally all standing up together and saying, these words are not cool. I don't know. I'm the terrible. Fem I'm the worst feminist of all feminists. Uh, it's just because I'm a misogynist. I'm just. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. I'm a yeah. We sing a song here at the clubhouse, and if you know how it goes, sing along with me. M U T I N Y comedy clubhouse comedy clubhouse. comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high, 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 high. <sighs> We can smoke pot inside today. Yay! Woo! M U T I M Y Comedy Clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yeah. Yay! Uh, hey, you guys, tonight's show is called Where'd They Go? Comedy Quitters Return. So it's really about people that said, this shit fucks me up and I hate it. But I'm still, I still love, I love it. Uh, and uh, look, you guys, you want to, do you want to find seats? We have chairs and stuff. You all want to stand? You want to stand? It's great. Oh, okay, you want to stand? We've got, we've got chairs over there. We've got stuff. I love the standing room here on my house. Yeah, absolutely. No, we definitely have it going on. Uh, 
Your first comedian doesn't even know she's going up for three minutes. Yeah, it's you. Uh, just only because I've known her since I started comedy and that it's so exciting. And she's never left, uh, but she's returning right now. Everybody, you're going to love her so much. Put your hands together for Alyssa Westerlund. Whoa, yeah, give it up for Pam. Never went anywhere, but has, has somehow found all these people. She somehow runs all these amazing shows. Okay, hold on, you guys. I really have a booger. Oh. Like, I've been fucking, oh, man. Nar. Nar. Can I do that? Did I do that with Grace? Did I do that? Am I still a woman? Like, am I still, am I still a lady? Do you guys know what boogers are? Have you ever, okay, anyway. Um, so I, I got to go to this orgy after this. And, like, I know that I, I have to, like, disclose whether or not I have any STDs. Yeah, it was just polite. But do I have to tell them about the bed bugs? <laughs> this orgy is really cool, you guys. This orgy is so fucking cool. There's no one over 40 at this orgy. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they were grandfathered in. <sighs> um, so I don't wear bras. You're welcome. I don't wear bras because I hate eye contact. I don't shave my armpits because I'm busy, but I, you know, and you know, also the armpits is kind of cool. I call it my rape deodorant, <laughs> deterrent. <laughs> it's a deterrent. But also, guys are always trying to figure out like if the carpets match the drapes, right? They always want, and I'm always like, you know, I got. Can I see your bush? I got three. I got three bushes, you guys. This is, uh, this is what I call the preview, actually. No, but I did. I wore a little bit of makeup tonight because I wanted all the boys to know I've got a little bit of time. Because <laughs> I figure the amount of makeup a woman is wearing is in direct proportion to how long she'll spend sucking your dick. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I don't suck dick. I just wore this lipstick to cover up the herpes. Uh, so I don't know if you knew this, but that's what she said was originally popularized to inform the men to shut the fuck up. Like all those men, all those guys in the back. This is a small space. I know, I know. It's engaging. There's stuff going on. There's going to be other people that are cooler than me. I'm trying to set the stage, set the tone. I'm a cheerleader for the whole evening is what I'm trying to be. I know what's going back there is like, it's, it's like it's bonding. It's real. But close that motherfucking window. Shut a door. Shut a door. Shut a window. I don't care. Just shut the fuck up. Um, anyway, um, what was I going to tell you? What was I going to say? I was going to say something about my tits. Yeah, so I don't wear bras, um, so I get a lot of free coffee. But I was, uh, I was topless the other day, and I learned that when you're topless, everywhere is a crosswalk. <laughs> everywhere. You go. Anyway, uh, no, I've, I do have all the shame. I've got a shit ton of shame, you guys. Like I, I, I said earlier, uh, I told you I have herpes. Uh, that's shameful, right? Like uh, I'm, um, I'm a bleeder, you guys. I'm a bleeder. Do we have any bleeders in the house tonight? Bleeder is someone who bleeds monthly. Anyway, 
It's shameful. Bleeding is shameful. Like bleed, it's an open wound forever. It's just shameful. And I tried to get over the shame, right? So I started going to this thing called the Bleeder Pride Parade. <laughs> oh my God, you guys haven't been? <laughs> oh, it's fucking amazing. We paint the town red. Ooh, that's good shit. So I'm not gay. A lot of people think I'm gay. Maybe because I talk. Like, I don't know. Some ladies, if we don't wear enough makeup and we know, you know, we don't throw our pussies on stuff, like we're gay. You know, <laughs> like I don't know. And uh, no, it's like I wish I were gay, but the lesbians say they can smell the dick all over me. Oh God. So uh, men who think women aren't funny. Where are we? You got any in the house? We got any men who think women aren't funny? Shoutouts. Yeah, we got one in the back. We always got one. He's got, you know, he's just, he looks dumb. He just looks, just the earring, the finger in the air, the waving, that, yeah, whatever. Anyway, men who think women aren't funny are the same men who think we don't come. I don't know, man. So I'm, you know, I know everybody likes big dicks and I'm seeing this guy, I'm seeing this guy. I know, you all like big dicks apparently, right? But I'm seeing this guy, and it's like, I know his dick is small. But I'm shallow. Okay, fine, that is a thinker. I didn't, I didn't think that was a thinker, that's a thinker. Did she like me? Where is she? Oh, anyway, babe, I, uh, I'm not a feminist anymore. I don't tell people I'm a feminist anymore, that's no. I just tell them I'm a cunt. Because <laughs> yeah, that's what you're gonna think anyway, right? That's what you're gonna think. Uh, but it's not really true, you guys, because I'm a really fun girl, obviously. It's more like I'm a funt. <laughs> no, it's weird being a woman, you know, it's weird having a vagina, okay? Because you have a vagina, and it, what's crazy is that that's the first thing people notice about you. It's the first thing, and it's the last thing they find. I just, it's so hard. It's so hard being a woman, you guys. I don't know, I, I don't know what to say about it. It's just like, I mean, I'm a white woman. You know, honestly, if I, if I hadn't have been raped, I, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. Um, oh no, okay, rape jokes are, it happened in the Golden Globes. Um, so I was watching, you know, and I was like watching Oprah and I was like, fuck, this is emotional, right? I was like, thank you, thank you, you know? And yes, me too, obviously. I said that four times already. Um, but... But I kind of started getting jealous, you know? Like, I really wish the, the man who had raped me had been famous. Because <laughs> then I could really speak my truth to power. But instead, I was just raped by some fucking loser. <laughs> Jason, class president, 2002, Marysville High School. Yeah, anyway, fucking loser. <laughs> And uh, yeah, me too, right? now. oh, it's not cool when you give D No, he's not. He's a loser, right? You didn't care. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, like, just be grateful someone famous raped you. <laughs> be grateful they drugged you. Right? No, honestly, the Republicans have been telling women that they need to learn how to like not be victims, right? They tell us it's our fault. We got to learn how to not be victims. Well, ladies, guess what? I know we have work to do, but it's really hard to learn how to not be something. Right? So we have to learn how to be something else, right? So what are we going to learn how to be? Rapists. <laughs> anyway, have a great night. Thank you.
Pastor Len's speaking the truth. Oh, boy. Can't wait for all those new rapists to come out, especially with all that cool porn they watch. You know what I'm saying? These 12-year-old boys have access to all the porn. I'm actually really excited about net neutrality because I'm like, wow, we're going to have so many less rapists. <laughs> they have to wait for it to load. You know what I mean? And they just can't, they can't unload and wait for anything because they're lazy millennials. Yay! Sorry, I just, I'm 43. And I feel like I'm the old lady that wants to make fun of young kids. <laughs> Remember back in my day, we used to run both ways up the hill because we were on something called cross country. But I know that that doesn't exist anymore because there's no PE programs. Yay, the future. Put them all on computers and let them be, have diabetes. Sorry, that's too real. It's just, I just, sometimes I feel like I'm a person from the future coming back and saying things and people are like, shut the fuck up. And I'm like, I know, I just am so annoying. Your next comedian though, so awesome because he has an accent, which means you won't be bored by him at all. He's from Ireland, which means he could be like, talk about pooping and you'd be like, it sounds so cool, right? Because he's... <laughs> Saying it with the, I can't even pretend to do his accent. Everybody, put your hands together right now for Ben Butler. Good evening. I feel I should talk about pooping now. I've been set up uh, for those jokes. Uh, yeah, good evening. It's really nice to be in in San Francisco. Uh, thanks so much for coming out. Uh, how are people feeling? It's Friday, end of the week. Feeling good. Are people like up for a party? Are you heading out tonight? Yeah, yeah no, me neither. Me neither. Um, yeah, I don't get out that much, to to be honest. Like this is as crazy as it gets for me. I'm only here because my Airbnb is like a five-minute walk away. Uh, straight back to Netflix after this. Um, yeah, it's it's tough being someone who, you know, doesn't get out that much. And I know you're all looking at me, so it's in no way surprising that I don't go out much. Uh, you know, the glasses, the Granddad Cardigan, my whole basic demeanor. I appreciate this as like a podcast and a radio. So for those of you who aren't in the room, imagine like a 25-year-old Irish boy who looks about 14 years old, but has the demeanor of kind of a retired bus driver. Like that's his general, general sort of vibe. Um, and if you want a closer picture, if you any like Harry Potter fans in the room, imagine if Harry and Ron had a love child. <laughs> Someone laughed a bit too hard there. Uh, they're obviously reading the same fan fiction that I am. Uh, but no, it's true, I, I don't get out that much. Um, in fact, uh, I get out so little that when I went out last week and went to uh, two bars in one evening, which for me was pretty crazy, um, my bank canceled my credit card because as the bank rep told me, it was so far outside your normal spending history, we assumed it had to be fraud. Now I was on a date that evening, which is also pretty rare for me. So I'm on a date and I'm trying to like pay for the drinks, but my card's been canceled, so I need to hop on, on the phone. And um, I'm on the phone and, and, and Chad from Chase gives me the bad news that uh, my credit card isn't working and I, I need to kind of get it to work. So I'm gonna talk you through the call that I had with with Chad from Chase, and as Pam mentioned, I have an Irish accent, and I can't do American accents, 
So we're going to struggle through this and see how it goes. <laughs> but this will be kind of interesting for you guys, because usually when I say I'm from Ireland, people are like, oh, you're from Ireland, and then they do an Irish accent, and I'm self-aware that I can't do an accent, and that isn't true for you guys, but, <laughs> um, but we'll see how it goes. So uh, I'm on the phone, and, and Chad there is like, hey, man. Um, that's my American accent. <laughs> I'm actually just going to swap. So my like my ability to do accents is very very narrow. Uh, I have a, a like a Dublin Irish accent, and the only accents I can do are like slightly more upmarket Dublin accents than my own. Um, so this is me. So just for for context, it's level setting. This is my accent, and then I'm going to do a bank rep accent, but then the only accent I can do, which is like an upmarket Dublin accent, but Chad doesn't work with an upmarket Dublin accent. So we're going to call him Charles. Um, so just to get back to the joke, so we're in the bar, and I'm. Uh, calling up Chad, now Charles, for the, the purposes of the joke. <laughs> Hello, this is Charles speaking. Um, this probably sounds the same to you guys, actually. Does that... <laughs> Can you register that there... Do I need to stand different sides? <laughs> yeah, you guys have no idea what I'm saying. Can you understand the words, though? Like, yeah, words are working. All right, so let's, when I'm standing this way, I'm Ben, the, com <laughs> the comedian, and then on this side... I'm like the bank person, good? Okay, <laughs> all right, it's gonna be an interesting one. Um, cool, so, Ben? Yeah, so guys. Hey there, I'm having some problems with my credit card, I'm wondering if you could give me a hand. Bank person, bank person. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, good evening Mr. Butler, I see you're having some problems with your credit card, we should be able to get that sorted for you, we just need to answer some basic security questions, and then we can proceed, does that sound okay? Uh, sure, yeah, let's do it, sounds good. I feel kind of weird dancing around, but for the sake of my accent sounding the same to everyone in the room, let's, let's go with it. I'll train accents next time and we'll do it. Uh, sure thing, Mr. Bullo, we'll get this order for you. Need you need you to give me your uh, date of birth and uh, your name, please. Now I'm slightly concerned by the state of these security questions because he's already called me Mr. Butler, so I'm gonna roll <laughs> with it. So I'm like, hey, yeah, sure, Ben Butler, my birthday is the 4th of November. Okay, great. Um, now I just need to confirm some recent purchases. Uh, were you, is that okay? And, at this point, I got put on hold for about 15, 20 minutes, and I'm a polite guy, but I told my date I was going to the bathroom, and I'm slightly concerned about... <laughs> see, I am, actually doing poopy, uh, I am actually doing poopy jokes. The prophecy came through. This is crazy. <laughs> so I'm there, and I'm trying to like push through the call and, and be as polite as possible. We've been there for a while. Um, so look, I'm, Mr. Butler, we just need to answer some basic security questions. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that's not a problem. So I have to level with Charles and tell him that I'm, I'm on a date. <laughs> How's the date going? Is that a standard security question, Charles, that you ask the calls here? So I'm there and we go through and we start getting into the, into the purchases. Mr. Butler, we have a purchase from uh, Domino's at 9.38 p.m. on the 12th of December for a mighty meal deal for one. Was that you? Uh, yes, that was me. <laughs> and we have another purchase from Domino's the next morning at 11.14 a.m. also for another mighty meal deal for one. Uh, yes, that was me. And we have a third purchase, also from Domino's, later that day for... Charles, if it's a Domino's purchase, it's, it's definitely me, it's fine. Like, <laughs> you, d you don't need to check those ones, they're, they're all me, that's fine. Any other like Domino's food purchases, they're okay. So I eventually get my card back activated, and the date still didn't go well, but you know, I was able to power through there. <laughs> the thing is, though, on that call, even though it was taking so long, I, I struggled to um, you know, call uh, Charles out on this conflict. And this isn't something that I think Americans struggle with. You guys are okay with 
being quite upfront. But for an Irish person, being polite and avoiding any kind of conflict is, is paramount. <laughs> now, it's a particular Irish thing, but it's a particular Ben thing too. Uh, my mom uh, values politeness over anything else in the world. It's something she beat into me as a child. It was uh, a weird lesson. And to this day, like she'll credit me for that politeness. So even though we are, are quite similar, we, we fight a lot. And I was home over the break, and being over the break over the holidays is always tough. But I was there, and uh, my mom is like, Ben, you're a son of a bitch. Which she didn't get the irony in it, right? Like, uh, <laughs> But I didn't really want to call it out to her. She's like, Ben, you're a son of a bitch, but at least you have your manners. Now, I wasn't going to take being called a son of a bitch by anybody, let alone my bitch mom. <laughs> So I furiously stood up, politely pushed in my chair, told her to fuck <laughs> off, while kind of obviously clearing off my plate, and stormed furiously out the room, and obviously clearing away and putting out the trash as I went. <laughs> the politeness, thanks. The, <laughs> the politeness thing is a struggle though to this day, so um, this is again a sort of uniquely Irish problem. Uh, tipping is pretty common here, but at home it's it's just not really a not really a thing at all. Um, <laughs> but I I I feel so polite that I need to like I tip even when I'm at home. And I travel here quite a bit, so I've taken on a little bit of the uh, American ways. Um, so I, I tip my barber when I'm at home, which is pretty standard here, but really makes me the sort of like Gandhi levels of manners back home is like tipping tipping a barber. A barber is a weird experience though, right? Like because uh, for guys, you go maybe like once a month or so, and you get this like cool, unique opportunity to see the back of your head every like once a month, and just be like, "Cool, it's still there." Like, it's a struggle though for me because I I have this um, tension between wanting to be polite and my general awkwardness, um, and there's also a uniquely Irish problem of tips. Um, like in coins, you guys have dollar bills, so it's not as Hard. You can do this like cool little like Hollywood like Pam thing where you Pam the guy the the, the dollars. But when you're doing coins, it's a little bit a little bit more <laughs> difficult. Um, I think the best way to illustrate this is actually with uh, kind of an example. Uh, so if you guys don't mind, I'll finish up with this. Would you mind being my barber for a minute? You look like you've great hair. That sounds like a. I'm just gonna slide this over. <laughs> okay. What's your name? Hey, it's Ben. Good to meet you. Thanks. I didn't meet all my friends this way. It's the best. <laughs> I'm slightly concerned with the structural integrity of. Right, you should be. Yeah. After still. Yeah. Yeah. Good. All good. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So, do you mind just kind of being my barber and kind of like snipping away and okay. Uh, yeah. Perfect. Thank you. Um, I'm just realizing that this wasn't the best joke to do on a radio show. <laughs> Oh, we'll roll with it, I guess. Um, actually, so Alberto, obviously everyone in the room now can see that you're being my barber, but in order for the for the people at home to really uh, kind of get into the into the kind of uh, improv we're doing, I think maybe if everyone kind of closes their eyes and just imagines this joke as as in the radio show, could you, Alberto, could you give me some sort of like really mundane, inane question about like did I see the game last night or something, just to just to really recreate that kind of barber experience. Yeah, so how about that sports team that played? That's That was pretty cool, right? Manchester! Yeah, oh, pretty good. Um, 
like it could be an American sport. I know nothing about it. Like, look at me in fairness. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, really great game. Yeah. So okay, thanks for the that's one for the guys at home. Okay, so we continue cutting yeah. away. Yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> so yeah, if you be a comedian, you get free haircuts. It's a pretty sweet deal. Um, cool. So uh, I'm I'm at the barber and uh, he finishes up and I see the back of my head and we we did it already. Um, but this is the thing. So it's the uniquely Irish problem of tipping in coins. So uh, in my head, it was, we have this really cool exchange where I like pam you the money and we like swan off and it's complete. And uh, I strut down the street and fire hydrants explode and uh, old men dot their caps and children just like all in amazement and whatever happens to cool people. But <laughs> in real life, this is how it goes down. So we you know, finish up. I go to pam you the, the money, but because it's coins are our hands turn turn sideways and our fingers interlace to stop the coins slipping out. <laughs> and we gaze into each other's eyes. And we inch closer and uh, and we kiss, but only for a moment. And, uh, <laughs> thanks so much, Robert. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so yeah, that's a little insight into uh, the world that is my life. Uh, I'd like to apologize to the people listening to this in audio format. I feel it was uh, requiring a little bit of vision in, in this in this gig. Uh, but I'd like to say thanks so much. I hope you have a very nice night. Thank you. <laughs>
Almost every show we give away apples, except for metal shows, because we don't want the metal heads throwing them at each other in the mosh pit. Uh, <clears throat> somebody could get hurt. Uh, but the, the secret behind the apples is the founder, Bill Graham, started giving away the apples because it was a bunch of hippies. They didn't do anything all day. They were out on the street, literally living in the street. And they would save up all their money to buy one concert ticket. And he thought, shit, I don't want them drinking with empty stomachs. So he gives them apples. Now, there's a second thing that the apples are good for. A lot of times, those hippies will forget their papers or their pipe at home. And you can make a pipe out of an apple. Yeah. All right. So that's the secret behind the apples. Now, uh... Of course, we allow smoking weed in the Fillmore. It wouldn't be the Fillmore if we didn't. Uh, but if you want to smoke tobacco, you got to go outside. So we don't allow that until after the first band has played because it's just one-way traffic coming into the Fillmore. And we want to make that simple. And my favorite thing is to watch grown adults throw a fit like a kid because they're not allowed to go smoke a cigarette. And I was thinking we could make one of the best ads ever. You get a band like Foo Fighters, somebody really popular, and you have them go on their website and say, hey, all the fan club gets to come to this show for free. You just have to sign up and say okay. And when they sign it, they're agreeing to be on video, not to bring tobacco, and no ins and outs. So the show starts, you have a lot of people inside cheering and having fun, and then all of a sudden, one of the songs they don't like is gonna come on, and they're gonna think, I'm gonna go smoke now. They come out to the lobby where all the cameras are, and they walk up to the greeter and they say, hey, where do I go smoke? And she says, oh, you can go smoke outside, but you won't be able to come back in. And I can't wait until a 45-year-old man falls on the floor and starts kicking and screaming because he has to make a choice between seeing his favorite band or catering to his addiction. And you have the camera zoom in on that guy as he lays on the ground. And you put that on TV with the caption, tobacco is addictive. <laughs> and you've solved teen smoking for at least an entire generation. <laughs> I'm not a smoking fan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So uh, working at the Fillmore, I uh, work on a staircase. And uh, so the stairs come up, they take a right turn, and I work in the, uh, and, uh, what do you call it, on the landing in the middle of the stairs. Behind me, there's a full mirror, ceiling to floor. I did that backwards, but people hearing don't know that. Well, now they do. Um, <laughs> and uh, I understand, you're really high, you walk up the stairs, you see what looks like another room. I get that you might want to try to walk into the mirror. But what I don't get is how you don't see the person who looks just like you walking up to meet you. It's happened like three or four times. Somebody just smacks right into the window. I mean, mirror, damn. My favorite part, though, is a guy one time came down the stairs, turned left towards the mirror, saw his reflection, said, excuse me, tried to go around his reflection and still smacked into the mirror. Uh, so what I do on the stairs is I check IDs, uh, yeah, real glamorous, and uh, a lot of that job is yelling at people why I'm there, saying, I'm checking IDs if you want a drink. Now, that brings out the comedian in everyone, apparently, so they're always trying to make jokes, and I say, I'm checking IDs if you want a drink, and they say, well, who doesn't want a drink? Um, Muslims, 
Mormons, people on the wagon, people with better drugs. <laughs> so they're always trying to come up with something. And, uh, you know, I'll say, show me your ID if you want a drink. And they say, even me? You, are you, do you really want to see my ID? I say, no, I do not want to see your ID. But if you want a drink, you got to show it to me to get the stamp. I don't give a shit if you want a drink. They'll, <laughs> they'll point to their hair and say, does gray hair count? I told you I want to see your ID. I saw you when you came in. No gray hair does not count. They'll hold it back from me. They'll be like, well, how old do I look? <laughs> My answer is always 70. You old geezer, you look 70. And then they give me the ID and they're like, oh man, really? I'm like, no, not really. You look 80. I was trying to be nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the worst one though, is it's always guys trying to be funny. It's always guys. And the worst one is uh, their girl will show me her ID and they're like, oh, hers is fake. And I, I hand it back to her and I say, I'm sorry. I can't take a fake ID. You can come in, but you're not allowed to drink tonight. And I love it when she hits her date. That's the best. <laughs> I uh, also imagine that conversation is really fun later. Of course, I'll give her a stamp, but uh, you know, I make sure she knows her date is a jerk. Uh, so uh, let's see, another job that I do, um, because I need to make money, it's not necessarily a night job, but I make it a night job, because that's when I'm awake, is uh, driving Uber. Uh, a lot of comedians do that. It's uh, not that great, but it works. Um, what, the most annoying thing a person has ever done in an Uber is they get in, and they're like, where's your aux cord? That's because they want to play their own music. And I think, like, have you ever gotten into a cab and been like, ooh, I got this cassette. You want to set, put this in? No. Nobody fucking does that, right? So, I don't know. Uh, the worst was a woman was in the front seat, and she was like, oh, can I use your Bluetooth? And it's like, no, my phone's using the Bluetooth. And she said, no, but I want to play my song. No, my phone is, but no, I said no. No means no. Stop trying to rape my radio. So, of course, a lot of times, you know, when I make the mistake of telling a writer that I'm a comedian, they'll say, uh, tell me a joke. And my go-to joke used to be, well, what's worse than bombing to a room full of people? Bombing to one person who asked you to tell a joke. <laughs> but I've come up with something better. Uh, so I say, now I say... How many millennials does it take to change a light bulb? Who are you to tell a light bulb it needs to change? The light bulb identifies as functioning fluid. You can't just turn it on by flipping a switch. You gotta get consent first. Uh, my name's Jay Austin Graham. I do a weekly podcast on uh, Not Safe for Work. I mean, it's called Not Safe for Work. It's on FCC Free Radio every Wednesday. Uh, check it out. I'll uh, offend you with my political views. <laughs>
Let him offend you. Who is anyone offended? You're not offended. Come on. You, I started my abortion jokes, didn't I? You guys are fine. This room is fine. Uh, I've quit things in the past and rejoined him, but your next comedian, he quit some shit, and I don't think he's ever going back. He was a Marine. He also used to be a comedian, but he's back right now for you guys. Clap your hands wildly for Richard Dryling. Yay! The Irish dude who sat on that is brave. That's all I got to say about that. Wow. I didn't really quit stand-up so much as didn't really want to hear, like, eight months of Trump jokes. You know what I mean? Because, like, they'd all be, like, the same three hacky concepts, and, like, maybe one out of 20 comedians would get, like, the right joke. And I just didn't want to go through that. You know what I mean? I just didn't want... And I was depressed, because, like, come on, really? Come on, guys. Really, America? Really? All right. Anyway, uh, I am from Minnesota. Anybody from out of town here? Or are you guys all from California? Bullshit. Yeah. Nobody's from San Francisco. Okay, three people are in San Francisco are actually from San Francisco. Everyone else is from out of town. Exactly, right? And it's worse now because it costs like $3,000 for a fucking one bedroom in this town. It's ridiculous. Anyway, uh, that was not where I was trying to go. Like, let's bitch about real estate and traffic, guys. That's what we have in common. Public transportation? Yeah. Nah, man, I, uh, one thing I don't like about California is all the themed parties. You know what I mean? Like, dude, you're lucky if I leave my apartment. You're even luckier if I put clothes on before I leave my apartment. You know what I'm saying? Don't sign me up for a trip to the thrift store. Not interested. Where I come from, if you got a field, a pickup truck, and a keg, you got a party. The only theme is unintended pregnancy, which is nice. I'm, uh, so from the Midwest, I'm convinced that there are two types of white people. Um, there are golf white people and frisbee golf white people. All right? And I am from a family of frisbee golf white people. Because anything you can do while hiding from the cops and smoking methamphetamine, something my family's interested in. You know what I mean? It's crazy. I uh, joined the Marines when I was 18 years old during the Bush administration because I'm smart. And uh, yeah, yeah, still dealing with that shit. But anyway, I went to boot camp, man, 18 years old. I expected to leave there a trained killer, you know? Turns out when I left, I could spit shine my boots, iron my uniforms, and shower with 90 guys. I was like a 50s housewife with a gun, you know? Our drill instructors would always say shit to be like, hello, we're gonna do it three months, which your parents couldn't do in 18 years. What's that, make me a confident, well-rounded individual? <laughs> now it turns out they meant womanizing drunk, which is great, because my parents beat them to that by 10 years. <laughs> Oh, I had a tag for that, but I'm not going to do it because that's just, that's a child molestation joke. That's really bad. <laughs> Except in the joke, I'm the one getting molested. That's bad, right? Anyway. Talk about ways to stop a set. That's how you do it. Talk about child molestation. It's like, this is going well. Why don't we bring up molestation? Then we can bring up rape, religion, and politics. How's that? 
Uh, no, man. So here's the thing. When you're in the Marine Corps, you got those like sexy dress blues, you know? And if you drop a Marine, most places in America, they're dodging the women, throwing themselves at them like Matrix style, right? Except Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, where I got stationed. Home of 75,000 angry Marines and two women. You know, if you ask me like what I wanted in a woman before being at Camp Lejeune, be like, well, I don't know, she should be pretty, smart. I'd like to be able to sit down, have a conversation about philosophy. You know, what books she likes to read. Cut to like six months at Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, and I'm like, a vagina would be nice. I'll tell you what, if there's enough whiskey involved, that's negotiable. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Perrier, I guess I'm a yuppie. That's like a thing, right? If you drink sparkling water that's imported, you're a yuppie. So there you go. Um, here's the thing, man. The Marine Corps wasn't all bad. We got to learn all kinds of stuff. Um, like, you know, I got to learn what it was like to be in a foreign country, um, also known as Iraq. And what's funny is, like, when people find out that I went, you know, they're always, it's always like some dude in, like, a tap-out T-shirt, you know, and he's always like, hey, bro, bro, you were over there? <laughs> like, yeah, what's up? And he's like, bro, what was it like? And I always had the same answer, you know. He's like, well, Iraq, um, it's a lot like Arizona, but less fundamentalist. So that's good. Um, I'm having fun. This is why I do this shit. I didn't really stop. I just kind of like slowed way the fuck down. You know what I mean? Like I only made like one sales call a year, for example. Ah, <laughs> um, oh man, I'm, I'm divorced, uh, if you couldn't tell by my great personality. And... Uh, what was funny is, so I'm from like this Midwest Catholic family, and when I told my parents about the divorce, it was not the conversation I was looking forward to having, if that makes sense, you know. Um, just my mom wanted me to have kids, like at an early age, okay? Like when I was 18, I started checking the condoms to make sure she wasn't poking holes in them, <laughs> all right? Mom's a special woman. But uh, so I, I call up my dad and I'm like, hey, dad, uh, got some bad news for you. Just want you to know Megan and I, we're getting a divorce. And my dad goes, huh, saw that coming. Thanks, Pop. You're an asshole. If I take after you, now I know why I'm getting a divorce. You know, my mom, she was a lot nicer. Um, you know, she was like, took the kind of cliche response, but she was like, well, Rich, you know, it's a lot like a bird. If you let it fly away and it comes back, then it's true love. So I was like, Mom, if that bird comes back to you all dirty, do you still want to stick your dick in it? No, no, no. You guys are doubting that I actually said it to my mother, but I said it. And you'll understand why for this next joke. So I have a cousin... <laughs> Oh, all right. So I have a cousin who has muscular dystrophy. Uh, I can't actually tell the strip club story because Jim Jeffries already made a TV show about it. But I was thinking about taking my cousin to the strip club, all right? Because, hey, 
he hit me up on Facebook and he's like, dude, it's been five years since I've seen a set of boobs that was not on a computer monitor. And I was like, we need to fix this situation. Okay. So I'm talking to my mother about this and I'm like, ma, I'm going to bring Dave to the strip club. And she's like, well, where, where are you going to take him? Notice she didn't say, don't take him to the strip club. She said, where are you going to take him? All right, and it just so happens that the closest strip club to my parents' place is one of those like legacy joints where they have booze and it's bottomless. Okay, so my mom, she's like, Rich, you might not want to do that. It sounds like a good idea, but it's not a good idea. You're gonna see some shit. And I'm like, what am I doing? Going to Vietnam? You know, I've already been to Iraq, Mom. What are you going to do? And she's like, Rich, you know, you're going to see some stuff that's going to be hanging that you shouldn't be seeing that's hanging. It's going to be like, hey, girl, how much you've been sucked on? How much you've been plucked on? How much you've been fucked on? And I was like, thank you for writing that joke for me. <laughs> I wrote that shit down. I was recording it, texted it to my friend Amanda. I was like, dude, you are not going to believe what my mom just said. And then I was like, Mom, you cannot judge a woman's sexual history based on the disposition of her labia. And that's when my mom looked at me and she was like, Richard, yes, we can. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, all right, I guess since we're on the mom stuff, I'll do, what, how much time do I have left? One minute? When you ask, uh, remember, all right. Yes, remember. all right. We're on mom shit, so I'm going to tell you guys about boundaries, okay? Uh, I didn't grow up with them, <laughs> okay? So here's when you know you don't have boundaries. When you're an adult and you get a phone call from your mother and it says, she's like, Richard, what are you doing? He's like, well, uh, I am getting ready to go to Iraq. What's up? You know what I mean? Like this was, I was about to leave. This was the day I was leaving. And my mom calls me up and she's like, that girl, oh, I should probably give you the backstory. So back when I was in the Marine Corps, I did this thing where I kind of like took a run through all of my sister's friends, if that makes sense. I did all my fucking in my parents' trailer because I'm classy, <laughs> gentlemen. It's horrible, but it's what I did. Anyway, uh, so my mom calls me up and she's like, Rich, that girl, one of my sister's friends, is late on her period. It's like, mom, I'm pretty sure that's not how I'm supposed to find out about this. <laughs> Nowhere in the pregnancy scare manual does it say, then your mom will call you. <laughs> you know, like maybe she could send me a text or something. Right? Am I right? Okay. All right. I'm going to finish off with this. I was uh, really hammered and two girls decided that they would like me to be a third in their thing. And so I was like, all right, awesome. But the thing was, is I was like, I'm a, I'm a fucking Eagle Scout. Like, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm just naive and a, and a child. So I had to get wrecked to be able to do this. So I get, like, completely sloshed. And we do our thing, right? And then we're done, and it's about 7 in the morning afterward. And uh, I'm at my parents' house because I'm awesome. <laughs> I was home on leave, right? You, you can only do so much when you're home on leave. But I get done. And then the first thing I did was call my buddy and told him. And then I went into my parents' room. And my dad was like passed out. He's asleep, you know. And I picked up his hand. And then I like gave myself a high five. And he's like, 
what the fuck are you doing? Why are you in my room? And I was like, dad, dad, I just had a threesome. I just had a threesome. And he's like, in my house? <laughs> and I was like, dad, it's okay. I know you got married when you were 18 years old. I'm just living your dreams. You guys have been awesome. Thank you very much for this time. Have a great night. Thanks, Pam. Richard Dryling, everyone, still talks to his parents. Isn't that nice? Yay! That's so cute. You still converse with your mom and stuff. That was so nice. No, it's so... Katie's laughing because she knows the truth. She's like, oh, that's how it works. No, people actually talk to their parents. I don't know. I'm a comedian. I don't know. You, do you talk to your mom? No, no, I don't talk. I haven't talked to my mom in five years. It's okay. I know we shouldn't talk about it on the air. It doesn't matter. She doesn't listen to this. She's never listened to a podcast. <laughs> Sorry. There's thousands of them. Uh, your next comedian, his parents don't give a shit about him. Do your parents give a shit about you? Do they? I know your brother gives a shit about you, which is nice. My brother doesn't give a fuck about me. Uh, but your next comedian, I know your brother cares, and you're an incredible artist. He has a bunch of things to sell you guys. I wear his t-shirts like almost every day because he trades them to me for drugs. And so that is awesome because he's an artist and artists trade their work for drugs. It, it, did you not know that comedians tonight were being paid in pot food? Okay, good. Yay! I'm just saying that artists since the beginning of time have been paid in the thing that makes them work harder and better and more like just happier, right? Like, who doesn't want to create art? Anyway, I'm sorry for all you people with regular jobs. Your next comedian, he used to be a comedian, and he has antenna. So this is going to be a lot of fun for you guys. Put your hands together for Ant! Thanks, Pammy Pam Pam. Wow, good evening, Spiegelman. Long time. What a bunch of young crowd. Everybody's so young in here. Makes me feel old. How old? Say that makes me feel old. I was in love, man. Oh, God. I was slow. Anyways, uh, I'm the aunt. Haven't done this in a while, so bear with me. Uh, I'd like to start off with some, uh, how about some impressions? This is Leonardo DiCaprio's hand in that Gilbert Grape movie. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio. This is uh, Michael Jackson's legs. Again, all right. You guys can use that at your next 
family gatherings. What else? Well, Bruce Lee's hand. Yes. Bruce Lee's hand. <laughs> All right. Uh, I used to do open mic as a brainwash and always started off with this. You ever notice you're, uh, you're behind your laundry, so you're wearing your swimming trunks? <laughs> have you procrastinated, have you ever procrastinated much further than that so that you're wearing uh, your ex-girlfriend's panties? <laughs> Those are my real pubes. Archaeologists find a uh, the missing arms of Venus de Milo. <laughs> and uh, they look like this. <laughs> Encrusted in uh, red rubies, pigeon's blood ruby. be this uh when I was a kid there used to be this kid who wanted a G.I. Joe for Christmas but uh his parents were strictly religious I think Orthodox year or something like that and uh he wanted uh you know he wanted a G.I. Joe but uh parents gave him a dreidel like whatever you know so he threatened like one year like like I want a G.I. Joe or I'm gonna renounce my religion or whatnot, so what is that? Made him a GI dreidel. <laughs> I thought it was the coolest toy, you know, but I had the coolest one that was uh, Joe Godzilla. <laughs> in their garbage and glueing glue the stuff, whatever. <laughs> you know Kobe had two numbers retired when he, when he, 
Go during the basketball, Lakers! if you follow basketball. Yeah! Somebody needs to verbalize what just happened. I know, huh? <laughs> I walked into the bar and uh, I was watching ESPN and they're retiring Kobe's number and I'm like, how come he gets two? And the guy next to me, so guy next to me goes like, oh yeah, there was that incident, you know, where he got busted for rape, which wasn't, was it really? How did that case end? Was it really rape or no? She got paid off? What it no? Doesn't matter? Who cares? Me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you know when the when the Lakers come to town and play the Warriors, I wanna get that. Uh, I wanna see someone wearing that. Pre rape and post rape. Ah. That's pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> oh, wow. I was asked to draw something for a free Tibet rally. <laughs> so I came up with this. And uh, I don't know if it's on the... Uh, People taking picture and putting it on their Instagram and whatnot. I don't know if you've seen it, but I redid this. This is one of the originals, but I redid this and I replaced it. I made the dog into a uh, Lasha Apsel. <laughs> you know? And it was a lot better that way. <laughs> you should make it a Lasha Apsel and blah, blah. That's still going on. People still still self-immolating now. Whatever. No. Oh, my other bag. <laughs> oh shit! He has another bag. I got shirts for sale. <laughs> These are 20 bucks each. But tonight, like half off, 10 bucks. This is a medium. A medium Alita's Techie Scum. I got an extra large religion of peace. <laughs> Keep calm and act white. Nice. All right, one more minute, Pam. Yeah. All right, I'll wrap it up with this. So many props. The artist, formerly known as Picasso.
the artist formerly known as Zali. <laughs> Grandma Moses. <laughs> and the artist currently known as the Ants. <laughs> Those are my real cues. He's showing his pubes, Pam. You can buy all of that amazing artwork, you guys. That's real, and it exists. He made me a shirt that says legendary karaoke superstar. And that's true, <laughs> in my mind. No, I did go to the California State Karaoke Finals of 1997. Some of you weren't even born then, I understand. Yay! <laughs> no, it's so great, people can drink now. And I was singing in front of 400 people thinking that my life had meaning. That was so cute. <laughs> I love karaoke. No, doesn't karaoke give our lives meaning? Also, comedy does. Uh, your next comedian, hey, I don't know this guy, but I'm super excited that he's here. He has a crazy name, too. Everybody, put your hands together for Buddha the Hobo. Oh, we got to tell these assholes to fucking, you guys, come on. Like, where's Buddha the Hobo? Like, come on. The guys, are the guys, can, Mike, help me out. Yell out the door for Buddha the Hobo. Call these guys dickbags. Like, uh, uh, oh, hey, like, uh, I mean, he's called Buddha the Hobo, so he's got to be, like, a little bit sketchy, right? Like, he calls himself a hobo. I mean, that's cool. I, the, are, they, are they coming? Okay, cool. Seb who's Sebastian? Is anyone Sebastian here? All these crazy kids from L.A., like, told me they were people, and I just believe them. Isn't that funny? We're, like, from somewhere far away. I'm like, yeah, that's true. Hey, everybody, you're going to be excited. Clap your hands in a wild, slappy-like motion for Buddha the Hobo! Oh, oh, wow. Can All you right. guys hear my beautiful voice? Ugh. Beautiful? I don't know about that. I mean, shit. Are you beautiful? Is he beautiful? That's what crackheads tell me. I mean, she's like, nah. What do you, you think? Is he beautiful? Ooh, shit. He gave you that look. He was like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. Oh shit, everybody give Honestly. a round of applause. He got a kinda. Honestly, yeah. He got a kinda. Oh my god. I'll take it. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay, yo, um, I'm Buddha the Hobo. This is Kenny Cloud. How you guys doing? Um, well, we're co host on Thought Axis Radio. We're about yep, to move over yep, here to yep. Mutiny Radio. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> And um, I just want to say one thing. Fuck the FCC free radio. Yeah, we we kind of uh, didn't wear a condom to that. And yeah, now we have a kid that we wish we later. never had. Uh, and 
and he's got AIDS and shit. It's like when you when you find that out, like what can you do? Lucky it wasn't mine. I was like, God damn! I was like, oh shit! Have high five. You know what I'm saying? So you know, hey, let's get into this. Have you guys ever been in the Tenderloin and you can see a crackhead walking like a pimp? Mm. You guys know what that means? Man, he's about to buy some crack. So, so you know, but there's levels to this shit. Yeah, baby, level one. <laughs> level one, five dollars. It's that, <laughs> it's that one leg pimp rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell and them what then, we get with ten dollars. And then you know when you get that extra crack, you got that step. Oh you know yeah. You almost fucked up the <laughs> mic on I that really one. <laughs> Then when you get that fifteen dollars, you you put the Ooh, hip into it. Fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> now when you get that full dub, oh my god, that hand start coming out right there, like, woo! <laughs> and when we get to the thirty, that's when that pimp king mm, comes out. Thirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, boy. <laughs> what about that forty though? Ooh. What do we get with the forty dollar? Ooh. <laughs> Oh, know. you get the baby powder. Can I hear amen for baby, baby powder? Oh my, shoulder, shoulder, not baby oh my powder. god, you get that drop? Shoulder, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Boom. Oh, oh my god. god. Oh yeah. And he knew he was alive. Then you know that $50, that's when he becomes your real pimp. 50, 50, 50, 50. Can I get 40? Can I get 20? Can I get 25? Now 50. Now if he has $200, Oh, dang. Ooh. He's making that money. $200 a day for crack? Man, he can full cocaine with that. Shit, I can get the real stuff? Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck that shit. I can get more crack. <laughs> <laughs> but then you come with that $500 bill. Holy shit. And you're like, how the fuck did he get $500? He did he sell my TV or something? Like, he shook a lot of dick for that $500. Mm, I, don't, I don't know about sucking. <laughs> He'd probably be taking. He'd probably put it in the yield. T.O.? <laughs> uh, I, I've seen more shit than I've seen fucking on TL. Like, Wait, I see really Wonka in the TL. Like, I've seen people dropping, like, I don't know what she was eating, but it's hashtag Indian burrito or something. I don't the know. The most nasty uh. kid I have ever seen in the TL was a crackhead twerking and pooping at the same time. I was confused as fuck. <laughs> Oh my god, I kind of now need to see that forever. Like, uh, it's just something oh, yeah, no, you gotta no, get started. It, it went with, viral. Like. You guys called it two, Ooh, two girls yes. in, um, in, in a cup, right? Ooh, two yeah, girls. Well, this, this is the next cup. thing. This is god the next damn. level. Oh shit, crackhead, one trip. Oh shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> one trip, one bad mushroom. Man, after, man, after this open mic, I might go home and masturbate with cannabis oil. <laughs> I will not be there. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> oh yeah, I, I man, actually, man. Matter of fact, man, there's a guy up on my Instagram. You know, let me give him a shout out really quick. Can he cloud make these people laugh so I can look over right, my so Instagram? So how how you guys doing? You guys feeling good? You guys feeling good? Where you guys from? Nowhere. All right, I'm from. Yeah, we nowhere don't give a too. fuck. <laughs> oh my god, I eat chips at nowhere. Oh my god, I have coffee at nowhere. Sometimes. I even stay home like shit, you know and what I'm saying? And watch my TV. I was like, oh. But uh, how do you guys feel about porn? Uh, 
Anybody here watch porn? Pornhub? Anyone? 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 XXVO, Pornhub, Sunstream, you know. But anyway, you can go live streaming right now. Pornhub, give me my money. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and uh, I just feel as a man, you know, everything that's coming up in this world, how we might actually have slower porn. I mean, it's all right. We're trying to take our internet away. So, come on. Our generation, the millennials, we don't fight for much. But if you take our internet away, we're gonna kill a bitch. Don't, don't fuck with my phone. Don't fuck with my Facebook. Don't fuck with my Snapchat. Bitch. I mean, just imagine it. You finally ready, and you just get buffer, 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 buffer. Yeah, I got a problem. My right hand, is, my my right bicep is way bigger than my left. I I need to switch my game up. <laughs> so you got the injury on a. Masturbation, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, like really stroking hard there, aren't you? No, I've been using my left hand lately because you know I, I, I wish I've been using it a little too much. Bro. I don't know. I feel like if you fuck up one hand, that's the better hand. You know what I'm saying? Just because you don't feel yeah, that shit, you know? it's like a whole new person fucking you. you know it makes you stronger. <laughs> okay, this is getting too real. <laughs> yeah, all right, so let's bring it back down to I you told, know. I forgot what I was doing for a second. Okay, I found it. <laughs> Yeah, um, I have a speech impediment. Oh, my phone died. Yo, it doesn't even fucking matter. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but anyways, go on my Instagram, Buddha on the Block. If you go up, um, you're gonna see a picture of the dude because he looks like Morgan Freeman, and he makes and he makes weed soaps and weed oils. He's a really cool dude. Go up on my Instagram, Buddha on the Block, and you will see him because he looks like Morgan Freeman. He's fucking awesome. Buy and- weed soap from Morgan Freeman, like. And uh, go on my Instagram for uh, the actual Morgan Freeman. Um, he's just kicking it, you know what I'm saying? Doing real life shit, smoking weed, drinking. Oh, that's just me. Um, but uh, Morgan Freeman is still doing Is he acting now, you know what I'm saying? Like, he ain't doing anything. Oh, that's so sad. Well, he's dead? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, dead? Oh, uh, dead. Gone. <laughs> gone? Like, he just disappeared? No one knows what happened? Or he's dead? God? Oh, he's Whoa, gone? he's God? Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, shit. I oh, knew it. Oh, well, sorry, my mistake. I thought Dave Chappelle was the God. My, uh, my mistake. Oh, no. Morgan Freeman, though? <laughs> like, Will Smith. No, I no, Morgan Freeman is really badass, though. Oh, shit. I wish I could do a Morgan Freeman impression, but uh, <laughs> I can't. Um, But here I, goes. I, uh, I, I can't. Um. Bitches and hoes! Uh, Alright, that's my Morgan Freeman. That's like my Morgan Freeman expression. Bitches and hoes! Shit. I'm a Mario, <laughs> and I can suck my own dick. Yeah, I'm just gonna I leave really it sh- at that. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed all shit. Um, come check us out. Um, hopefully we, um, come... We're probably not even gonna give a 30-day notice to FCC. Fuck that shit. We're just gonna leave. <laughs> just come straight here. So once we're so, here, yeah. come check us out. We're gonna from we're gonna be on Friday from 10 to midnight, I believe. Is that yeah? Yeah. So come check us out. We're gonna find you motherfuckers. Late night stuff. You, you know, see this we fat get guy that looks freaky. like the fat Kevin Hart. He's the host. Yup. 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 But yeah, it's been fun. We mm-hmm. done. I'm gonna go get drunk. Yeah. Third axis, guys. Yay! Third axis, they're a thing. They're gonna be
to be joining us here on Mutiny Radio. We don't mean to, you know, like pop the cherry before things happen. Not like anyone listens to anything. Not like anyone from FCC is like really listening to Mutiny Radio. So like, oh, are they fucking? Is something happening? Ah, no one gives a shit. Yay. No, that's a funny thing. I got interviewed by some junior hires the other day. They thought I was a real person. And I'm like, ha ha, that's so cute. And they were interviewing me and they were like, they're like, what's something that you would tell yourself if you were now and you were then? So I'm like, you're asking me what I would tell like 13 year old Pam in junior high. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, no one's paying attention to you. Ha <laughs> No, seriously. All our time, everyone's like, everyone's paying attention to me and I'm so worried because I did this thing and everybody's paying attention and everybody know what I said that thing and I said it was weird and everybody thought it was weird and I was like, ah, blah, blah. nobody's paying attention to you ever. Ah! No, it was like such a mom. If I could tell 13 year old me that like spent like 24 hours thinking like, Todd Benatar looked at me in that way, and what did that way mean? And it was, well, we we just we just come out of the class, and we had done the thing, and I touched his hand, and that was the thing. It was it was an accident. I didn't mean to touch him. Was that? Did he see? Did he feel? He felt it, and that's the thing. And then, and then I called him and hung up. And is that a thing? Is that weird? Like if I blow up his locker in the middle of the day, that's weird, right? Is that weird? Am I a crazy person? No, no, I'm not totally insane. I'm just in love with a person I put on a pedestal because I don't know what anything means because I live in Danville and it's nine. Two one zero. The TV is real. <laughs> Sorry. It's really hard to grow up rich. Poor little rich girl. Meow, meow, meow. I know. What a dumb show. Well, it's coming out on Netflix next year because everything is real now on Netflix. All of your stories are important. Your next comedian. What an amazing human being he is. I'm very confused because I have a person on here named Sebastian and I don't know who that is. Yes! Fuck yeah! You're about to be famous. Well, I think you already are. I just you're you're pretending. You're hiding under the veil. You're like, look at me sitting here. I'm just a guy. I'm nobody. See me. I just tell the best jokes of the whole night, right? Is that what's gonna happen? Am I setting you? Is everybody gonna be okay? I'm sorry. I took a little day quill today. Is that, is that ever? That's like legal speed. Has anybody else taken legal speed all the time? Is that, how much is too much Dayquil? Put your, is there a legal Dayquil? Christ, that shit is orange and is sunshine. Put your hands together for your next comedian. Put your hands together for Sebastian, yeah. I was wondering if I can get Buddha and Kenny up for this one. Well, never really do uh, stand-up comedy. I'm more of an actor. We're live streaming in wait, what country? Japan. Well, all, I see all over. Um, we, I got this opportunity over Facebook. Oh yeah, Craigslist, that go very well. Anybody want another mic? Uh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Free mics. Okay, two fat people and one skinny guy on stage. Uh, <laughs> this stage may break. I feel like I so, should uh, be in the center, but uh, that would be too uncomfortable. Let's do it. Let's no, do no, it. let's do it. Oh, you know, you're the sandwich meat in between two oh, fat oh, this bread, is the pieces of bread. Right here. We don't 
don't we don't want to take it out. Yeah. They should show him even. <laughs> Thank you. Bro, this this stage is tilting. You know that, right? Let's break the shit. You ready? On one, two, one, two, three. <laughs> All right. We're not really going to break it. I guess it does work. Right. Okay, it's, stable. it's stable. It's stable. Oh, it's stable. Yeah, it's the fat man's approval. <laughs> they got the fat black man approval, the Kevin Hart. Yo, what we're trying to talk about. Uh, I, 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 I did what I, I planned. You, you, I mean, you fucked it up by bringing us up here. I, I didn't know I would I actually. No plans. Uh, uh, I have yeah. to I, I was only going to talk about the crackhead pimp walk today. Yeah. yeah Come on. We can't, do, well, we can't do any improv. Are, are, are we talking about um, sprinkling, sprinkling cracks so, on my uh, salad? Somebody just wait. throw out a random I mean, ass anything. topic and uh, we'll do that. You know, random yeah, yeah. Topic. Actually, you know, give us, let's do a little improv. Give us, um, give us a place, a location, anywhere. anything. Just anywhere. Call, call somebody anything. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. 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 I'm about to say a lot of shit that okay. I would um, normally okay. now, say um, while I'm drunk. Okay, now we have a place. Give us a um, theme. Give us a theme. What, what? Unicorns. Unicorns. Right. Awesome. Unicorns. Okay. Okay. okay we got okay. a place. We got a theme. Okay. Give us hmm, some see. kind of weather. What, what's the weather like? The the what? The weather? The yeah. weather? Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh. Okay. oh. Uh, okay. Raining unicorns at S. Oh, this is all bad. Oh, man. Um, well, let's do it. Somebody's getting raped. Right, do so, it. Uh, Buddha's going to be the unicorn. The unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be the rain. Uh, oh, oh, f- fuck. <laughs> why, why did I got to be FCC free radio, bro? Like, well, really? You're big enough. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, bro. <laughs> right, I mean, you guys ready? Let's do it, buddy. Rain, 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 rain. Rain, 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 I'm sure somebody recommends And, and math, you get friends. Right? You'll call shadow people. Oh, shadow No, just sprinkle a little crack on a salad. It's a oh, nice Buddha salad. Stuff. You know, Ooh. good for a diet. <laughs> yeah, 100 pounds a week, guaranteed. Hey, we're both sweating right now. <laughs> Thank God I am not sweating. But in, real, in reality, you don't do bikes. drugs. Oh, you just smoke weed and do cocaine. Yeah. Yeah, weed know. and some coke. Only the good drugs. Let, let's get this the straight. Good stuff. Only the good drugs we do, like then, coke, Then meth, if you guys, meth, if you know. guys don't do drugs, you can still waste your money and buy us drugs. Yeah, it's all yes, <laughs> we would do them for you. Yeah, and we would even it make try a YouTube now, trip video for you. Like, shit. I'm gonna <laughs> hit you with this microphone. I'm Thank just gonna you. just. Hit you. I like it. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, I'm I'm actually hit you harder when I get outside. All right, um, I don't really like how that turned out. This is just getting real. We don't even know yeah. what we're doing. We, we didn't plan this shit out. No, <laughs> this is this is the downside of improv comedy. <laughs> sure. So we got what uh, two minutes left. Um, oh, you're Thank God. Uh, Thank I, God. I, I think we're getting All kicked right. off. The so day. I think we're getting kicked off now. We suck balls. guys yay my new friends you know it's great that we're all i'm so excited for all of you guys and everything that's happening uh third axis is uh they're coming up new 
uh, starting, I guess, tonight at 10 o'clock. But they're going to be Fridays from 10 to midnight. And and just for the record, I bear no ill will to any other podcast hubs that exist in San Francisco. Radio Valencia is amazing. Everyone there is incredible. FCC free, same thing. What a wonderful thing they're doing. Providing free speech to people on the podcast sphere where there is so much room that none of us can actually be competition because there is so much room that if we could actually work together, we could be bigger than we would be. Not that I'm a socialist or anything. I'm just a narcissist. And I just loved hearing myself say that out loud. Your next comedian. I am so excited that he's here. I think he's outside. He is one of the reasons I came up with this show is that I've known all these comedians. I've been in comedy for almost seven years now, and there are people that come in and out of comedy. And they come in for a couple years, and they come out. And this next comedian was a comedian who was so big and so great. It's Rolf Scar. No, I'm not bringing him up yet. We have to bring him in. But let me talk great about him more. He, he left comedy to save the world. Oh, what's he doing? So there's one point where I'm sitting with my best friend, Katie, whose birthday it is tonight, and give it up for her. And she's taken me as a plus one to her thing at this fucking uh, Ritz Carlton thing. And I'm in the spa drinking my tea. And I open up a magazine, like it's like yoga today or whatever. And it says, the world is falling apart, says Rolf Scar of Greenpeace. And I'm like, holy shit, Katie. My friend, my comedian friend is being in like yoga magazine. He's all like written there. This is like five years ago. I'm like, he's a real dude. He's a real dude. He's not, but that's so funny about it. It's like he was being funny and amazing and he's like saving the world. <laughs> We're like, oh, my carbon footprint is so tiny. I use, I, I rip off this part of my um What's it? Paper towel. You know when you use like the selecta size and you use the quarter size and then you rip that in half and you're like, I am doing my best for the world. Do you know what I mean? When you use a half of the quarter and you're like, fuck yeah. Oh. Man, we even, my, we're, we're so frugal. My boyfriend uses him. He gets mad at me when he's like, you, you didn't let him dry out. Let me use him again. I'm like, we're poor, but we're, are we that poor? Do we have to keep using the select a size that we've already selected down a size? What is wrong? I'm trying to lower my carbon footprint because your next comedian has taught me that we can all save the world in crazy ways. I am so excited to see what he's, he's been gone for three years, but he is the same amazing person that I remember him back then, and I just can't wait to see what's going to happen with your next comedian, Rolf Scar! Give it up for Pam, yay! Yay, Pam. Thanks for the stage time. It's a big deal for me being back out in the comedy world. This is the first show I've done in a while. Shaved my back and everything for you guys. I want to make it a, a really good show. You know, it's the details. Sometimes it's the details that matter, man. So I did it right. You see, that's how the way you put down Gatorade. You don't just place it. You gotta, you see the commercials, right? You gotta slam that shit. You gotta, that's the only way you put Gatorade down. Fierce! And intense. 
at the same time. Well, it rained this week. I had some friends visiting, and they're complaining from out of town. They're like, Ugh, I come to San Francisco, and it rains the one time. I'm like, no, this city needs a shower, okay? It needs a shower. This city showers less than hippies on Haight Street. The sidewalks in particular. The sidewalks in particular that the, the, the human excrement and urine needs to get washed off. We are happy about this rain, man. We are happy. I've, I've been living here long enough now that I'm actually interested like what, what that is, what kind of poop that is. You know what I mean? Like I actually kind of stop. Do like this urban naturalist. I'm sort of like, what kind of, what kind of shit is that? Is that human? That's, I think that's human. Could be a bear, like a, like a, like a sick bear perhaps. It had too many tacos. I actually saw, in doing this, I do this. I actually saw, this is true. I saw a lump of poop and I was like, that's pretty big. So I walked over to it to see what it was. And here's the thing, it had glitter all over it. On the poop, right? And so just, I was like, well, what's the backstory on this? How did the glitter get on top of the poop? And in case you're wondering, you can eat glitter capsules to poop out glitter poops. That's a thing. But that's, yes, Pam. But, and, but who has the money for that crap, you know? Zing. But this wasn't that. This wasn't that. I traced it backwards. I'm like, okay, there was a poop. Like, so someone pooped. And then later, someone else or some extra people came along and dumped glitter either on purpose or accidentally over the whole block. So, like, from the start of the block, there was glitter in the cracks and glitter in the cracks on the sidewalk. And then glitter on the poop because glitter was everywhere. And I thought, glitter poop. That should be, like, the symbol of San Francisco. It's the most San Francisco thing ever. Glitter fucking poop. We should put up a flag on the city hall that just has a smiley poop emoji with a rainbow flag and some glitter on top of it and then that'll explain the whole city to everybody. You would vote for that? All right, I'm taking petitions after the show. Yeah. I'm old school. I, I, I'm getting old. I, I grew up in the 90s and uh, it's funny when you still hear like the songs that I heard as a in te- as a teenager in high school, the ones that they still play. So like I went to a Warriors game and during a break in the action, they played uh, House of Pain. Remember those guys? Those white hip hop. I don't know if you know if you could call that hip hop, but they were geniuses because they made a song about the one thing that white guys can do on the dance floor: jump around. <laughs> that is our alternative. To actual dancing, you know, just jump around. There was a similar song at the same time by Crisscross. Remember those kids with the backwards clothes? Jump, jump. See, but that one, you gotta jump at exactly the right time. And that's hard for us to do. So that's why that's not as popular. Jump around, you'll still hear all the time. They were brilliant. They lowered the bar all the way down and they're just like, fuck it, just jump around. Jump around. Jump up, jump up, and get down. <laughs> Gravity will help you with the down part, and you won't get that far off the ground anyway, because you're white, so it's, uh, it should be easy. No one's going to get hurt. I'm jumping around now, you guys, but I, I wasn't always. I, uh, I, uh, I broke my ankle a while ago. Actually, I was reminded of it, because a friend of mine was coming tonight, but she couldn't make it, and she said, break a leg. And I'm like, who says that anymore? Break a leg. That's not a phrase, what are you, from the 50s? But it reminded me of when I broke my ankle and I couldn't ride my bike and I couldn't get in a car 
and drive it myself. So I took Muni a lot, you guys, and I learned two things riding Muni on crutches. First thing, right away, uh, crutches are like crazy person catnip. So, and I tried to figure out why, and I think I know. The first thing is they see that there's like something wrong with you, and so they just instantly identifies, like we have something in common now. Like you're damaged and broken, me too. And the second thing is you can't get away. So they are just like, this is mine now, you know? This fucking crazy person catnip. And the second thing I learned is as soon as you get on a muni bus, there will be a crazy person on it. I think it's in the San Francisco city code. Like, it's like a muni law. Like you're ever on the N train or something, the N Judah, and it's just sitting there with the doors open and it's not moving. That's because the crazy guy got off. It's like the end of his shift, you know? And they just have to wait with the doors open so another guy can jump on and then the train will keep moving. But it would be the same every time, you guys. I'd just, you know, all right, and crutch up into the bus, and, all right, and then sit down in the front section where the old and disabled people are supposed to be like me, and I sit down and I, I get settled, and then I get that feeling. Like I'm being watched. And I turn, just kind of carefully look towards the back of the bus, and there he is. Looking like the Cheshire cat with the crack habit, all fucked up his face. One eye looking at me, and the other one out the window at the pigeons humping on top of the corner store. But that doesn't matter, because I've already made eye contact with one of the eyes, and that's all it takes. That's the invitation. That's, that's what he thinks. I'm like, ah, oh, come on over, bro. That's what he thinks I just did with, my, with one eye. But no, I put my head down. I'm like, oh, shit, I hope he's not thinking I want to talk to him. And oh, man, I'm on crutches. Oh, crap, I'm screwed. And sure enough, he gets up, and he starts walking down the aisle of the bus, one leg all sideways for some reason. And it's hot outside and in the bus because it's sunny day. But he still has this big jacket, and the jacket's got all these pockets. And the pockets are full, and I want to know what's in the pockets. But I also don't want to know what's in the pockets. I'm like, keep you and the pockets away from me. But I'm hoping he's not sitting down next to me, you guys. But of course, he sits right down next to me. When I say sits down next to me, I don't mean he sits down like a regular person. Because for him, personal space and boundaries, they're not a thing. So he just uses like the left side of my body in the process of sitting down, starting with his butt on my shoulder somehow. I didn't even know he's that tall. Can't tell because of the jacket. So he just slides all the way down. And when he's done with that process, I get uh, a smell. I get a smell. And it's, uh, it's a new smell. It's not really one that I've had before. And I admit, I'm intrigued. It's sort of like a mummified mouse with some Bengay on it, I think. is the best way to describe it. I'm just trying to think of how to... And so I was intrigued, but I didn't want to sit next to him. And so I thought I'd just slide over on that Muni seat to the open seat next to me, but I shouldn't have done that, you guys. You know why? Because as soon as I did that, I felt liquid start to come through my jeans. Some sort of liquid, like some muni juice that was just starting to seep in to my butt. And he just moves over anyway, so now I'm in the same situation as before. You know, and that liquid could be anything. I mean, it could be anything. It could be pee. It's... It's probably pee. Let's be honest, this is almost guaranteed to be pee. So I'm in the same situation now, except now I got pee jeans. And he just leans into me and he's like, <clears throat> what'd you do to your foot? And I'm like, oh, well, you know, I broke my ankle on this rafting trip. He doesn't want to hear about that. He just wants to tell me about 
His problem is about how he's born with a toe where his foot should have been. And I had to lop off the toe and replace it with like a wooden foot, like George Washington's teeth. And I'm like, what? <laughs> then he wants to show me this foot. He starts to take off these old sketchers that he's wearing. And there's no socks, you guys, because crazy people don't have time for socks. Socks are just getting in the way of them showing their feet to strangers, man. Like, why would you even do that? It's just a hassle. So he takes off the shoe and he wants me to look at it and I don't want to look at it, but I feel like I got to look at it. And so I look at it, you guys, and sure enough, it's just a regular flesh and blood foot. I mean, the toenails could use some work for sure, you know, but like, otherwise it's just a normal foot, but I can't say that. I could be like, oh, what kind of, what is that? Is that like maple or ash or what do they, what do they use? But he doesn't want to even talk about that. He just goes on about the lump on the back of his head that keeps him up at night and tells him that actually Putin is a robot made by the CIA and about the lizard people that live underneath Mount Shasta that are making us all gluten intolerant and about how if you take... Dr. Dre's The Chronic album and played at exactly the same time as Labyrinth, you know that movie with David Bowie? They sync up perfectly. I'm like, I think that's Dark Side of the Moon and Wizard of Oz. He's like, no, and he continues on there. But it doesn't stop there, you guys. I'm thinking, you know, we're coming to a stop. Maybe I'll just get off. And he's starting to rummage around in one of those pockets. He's rummaging around, he's rummaging around. And he finally comes out and he's like, you want a sandwich? And it's not, it's not a sandwich. I don't know. What it is, it's wrapped in like a lot of saran wrap and like plastic bags. I can't quite tell. Not a sandwich. It might be the mouse. Maybe that's where the mouse smell is coming from. And I'm like, oh, I just ate. No, thanks. And I'm like, I think I'm going to try to get off at this stop. I'm just going to crutch to wherever I'm going. This is too much, but I can't get off. You know why, guys? Because it's the Safeway stop. And there's a bunch of aggressive old Asian ladies that are starting to box me out, man. These folks... They are, they, they, these, they are sure that if they don't jockey for position to get off a of Muni, they'll never be let off. They'll spend the rest of their lives going in circles on the bus. So they, they are lined up jockeying for position, and they're getting ready to go, and I got no space. I can't escape. It looks like the start of a NASCAR race, except instead of cars, they've got those foldable grocery cart things, you know, with the bungee cords and the bags and the cans that they're going to cash in for the deposit. And this is really confusing to the German tourists sitting across from me where they're matching Adidas sweatpants. They're like, is this the Fisherman's Wolf? I'm like, no, no, no. That's not why everyone is getting off. You just have to stay on this bus and then transfer to the F and don't make eye contact with this guy. And as soon as I say that, as soon as I say that, give them this friendly advice, I get hit in the head. I get hit in the head by an elbow by one of the old Asian ladies. And I didn't know this but their elbows get sharper with age. They sharpen with age like horns for self-defense. I think this is why they live so long because no one can fuck with them. And they're very serious now because they're starting to get off and they're all business. And they start, one pushed over my crutches and I'm like, hey, another one ran over my broken ankle foot with her cart. I'm like, what? And I want to shoot her to the desk there, but I can't do that. You know what, guys? She's all business. She's under that visor looking like Marshawn Lynch. That sun visor, she's going right for the, she's busting through the defensive line on fourth and one. Now it's first and Safeway. Mouse guy's offering me a sandwich still. And my left butt cheek is now wet from the Muni juice. And I'm thinking, San Francisco, I love you. But you're bringing me down. San Francisco, I love you. But you're bringing me down. Yeah. Well, the crutches, uh, you know, I was glad to be off of them. I was glad to be off of Muni. But there were some upsides to it. Um, for example, uh, meeting ladies, actually. Now, I'm not saying ladies are like crazy people. What I am saying is that y'all both 
like people on crutches, or at least guys on crutches. And I think I figured it out, is, is that, see, when I'm on crutches, um, I'm no longer a threat. You know, <laughs> getting an amen. Yeah, that's right. That takes that, that complicated situation, and if I start acting like a jerk, you could just walk away, and I'll never catch up. I think the second thing is, it just brings out like this, this like caring instinct. You're like, I'm broken, I'm hurt, and I'm gonna care for you. And it was something that worked a lot. I met a lot of women with crutches, so much so I'm thinking about getting crutches again and putting on a fake cast. One time I met this woman who uh, also was on crutches, and she brought me home, and uh, we couldn't lay down because her leg was so fucked up. Anyway, we had to stand up with our crutches, and if that sounds hot, it wasn't. We just looked like a bunch of broken robots having a fight, like, just knocking her, <laughs> clanging around. It's not hot, unless that's your thing. You know, the weird thing is that it probably is somebody's thing. If you look on the internet, it's probably broken robot, broken robot sex. Well, that kind of makes me want to do a few impressions. Can I do some impressions for you guys? Absolutely. All right. All right. So that's why I use the microphone stand here. Uh, it's tricky. So uh, a lot of my impressions are, I do for me and two people who will like them. And the weird thing is the people that like them really like them. So... If you don't like them, fair warning. If you do, you're welcome. All right, so this is uh, an impersonation of a dyslexic person reading Finnegan's Wake by James Joyce. Okay, <laughs> dyslexic person reading Finnegan's Wake. Okay. Just. Okay. Oh, this is very straightforward. I don't know why everyone's so confused. It's... Uh, Reads a lot like Hemingway, really. Literary joke. Okay. Because Hemingway is so There was there one laugh back there? Okay. English major? English major? All right, great. Here's an impersonation of a, uh, t a T-Rex that was caught in a time warp and ended up here using Tinder, okay? Because he's lonely. He's a lonely T-Rex. Oh, it's just two fingers, I forgot, okay. <laughs> What's up with all these birds? Evolution joke. Okay, last impersonation. Here's, since everyone's smoking weed around here, here's my impersonation of uh, Darth Vader smoking weed. He's not smoking yet, he's just breathing. <laughs> Lando, quit camping on that bog and pass it to the left. <laughs> Never mind, I will use the force. Alderaan. <laughs> All right, that's been my time. Give it up for Pam Benjamin.
to do some jokes? Are you sure? You just want to do one? My, my best friend Katie's birthday is today. And she, she's amazing. Uh, she, her looks belie her age. And she used to be, there was a time when we went to New York together and she went up at open mics in New York as a comedian. Okay, good. She's a doctor though, everybody. She's the best person ever. Katie! So, so just two. Um, first is a haiku about Taco Bell. Farts come so quickly. Taco Bell makes me sickly. No more Taco Bell. <laughs> Actually, there'll be three. This, this is about uh, when I was dating in San Francisco. I was having trouble finding the trifecta of like a guy who had a, a job, a dwelling, and a, and a, and a vehicle. <laughs> I know, it's three guys. Oh my God, that would have solved the, the problem. I don't have a job. I like to get high. Don't date me. I'm San Francisco guy. That was, that was also true for the guy that I married the first time. Um, so uh, there's this uh, trend, I don't know if people have noticed, but they give like more and more time for people to go, go across crosswalks. And I think it has to do with the ob obesity problem. Um, but I think if they really wanted to tackle that problem, they would give less time. <laughs> because nothing, nothing burns calories like the threat of oncoming traffic. Okay, that's it for now. I might come up later. Happy birthday, Katie. You're a hilarious comedian. Thank you guys so much for being here tonight. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, come back every Friday. We have Pam Tastis Comedy Clubhouse. We have four open mics a week now. On Sunday from 46, it's Getting Sketchy with David Solowitz. So if you're into sketch comedy or you like to talk with people you don't know or you need free therapy you can come on sunday from four to six it'll be a lot of fun uh monday six to eight joke workshop fridays and, oh now and now thursdays with true hustle seven to nine we have so many open mics but thank you guys for being here at the showcase clap it up for yourselves yay thanks for being here see you next week bye yay See a podcast. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Thank you.
Hey everybody, listen to the weekly review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the weekly review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for me five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base 10 times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join the Green Army.com.
Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, We've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Uh, every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m. 